And we welcome you to the morning show on WGTD. I'm Gregory Berg, and I am delighted once again to be, I want to say, sitting across the table from Brian Albrecht, the president of Gateway Technical College. Of course, hardly anybody is sitting across the table from anybody right now, except one's own spouse or one's own pet. Uh, but we, uh, via the, the, the wonders of Zoom, are connecting uh, to uh, have our May morning show conversation. And Brian Albrecht has a very special guest uh, with him today, that we'll introduce in just a moment, uh, who is uh, going to be speaking at Gateway's uh, virtual commencement uh, in May. And we'll introduce him in just a moment. But first, Brian Albrecht, we welcome you back to the morning show. Good morning, Craig. It's always a pleasure to be with you. And I'm hoping that we don't get too comfortable with this Zoom technology and that I can be back in your uh, office soon. We look forward to that very, very much. Uh, As we are talking, Gateway has begun transitioning backward ever so slightly and ever so carefully uh, back towards normalcy, that is, in terms of the campus opening up to a select small group of students. Explain what this transition is all about and how it seems to be going thus far. Yeah, I'd be happy to, Greg. You know, it's so important that we continue to find ways to support our community. And we receive requests from our local police departments, our healthcare providers, and some of the essential jobs and careers that are out there in which we need to continue to provide workforce uh, training for, including new employees and incumbent workers. And so we were able to uh, work with the Wisconsin Technical College State Board and the governor's office to help identify what are considered essential training uh, opportunities, including things like police academy, nursing programs, our transportation programs, and our manufacturing programs, especially around biomedical devices and PPE manufacturing. And we know that that that's happening in our community. So we were able to uh, build a transition plan for those students that were uh, in our spring semester, but had not been able to finish their lab experience. So in a selected basis, students are coming back with faculty to finish their lab experience Experiences, which then would allow them to complete their courses, graduate from Gateway, and go directly into the workforce and help support those frontline needs that we have in our community. So I'm really proud uh, of the students and the staff and the faculty that have helped to build this transition plan for those students and to make sure that Gateway continues to provide a safe learning environment. We've implemented all of the requirements of the CDC and personal protective equipment for our faculty and for students and have uh, really respected the idea of social distancing and bringing a few students back at a time just to complete those lab experiences. You know, Gateway has had a 109-year history of face-to-face and uh, lab-based programming, occupationally directed programming, and in a short amount of time we switched uh, many of those experiences to a virtual environment, but there are some things like driving a semi or or um, operating a CNC machine or even working with a human patient, you know, those are the kinds of things that those lab experiences are just so critical to have before we allow students into the workplace. So we will finish up here in a couple of weeks with those uh, transition courses, and then we will start thinking about our summer term. Hmm. I have to say, as somebody who goes in for limited time to the station, uh, that the very first day that maintenance came back and security came back, uh, carefully wearing masks and socially distancing. It was just a beautiful sight to just see somebody else in the building and to know that uh, someday we will be through this. Yeah, you know, I, I've said yesterday, in fact, with another person that we probably should have been doing this all along, right? We should have been washing our hands more. We would probably have not had as many cases of the flu or the, the average cold that we're so familiar with now if we just do a little bit better job of protecting ourselves and those around us and, of course, our workspaces. And so we're 
we're putting all hands on deck to make sure that we understand what is required in order to keep a safe learning environment. Uh, tell our listeners about the drive-through COVID-19 testing that Gateway has implemented. Yeah, last week, um, actually, we were contacted by the Kenosha Health Department to see if we could help provide services uh, to support the drive-through testing that's absolutely required and necessary to get a better handle on the impact of COVID-19 in our community. So the Kenosha campus, um, part of the parking lot, is now designated as a drive-through testing center. And I'm sure folks in Kenosha that have driven past our campus have seen the tents and the vehicles that are out there. So just a, a great appreciation for the first responders and nurses that are out there doing that work. Um, the weather hasn't always been uh, sunny. You know, that has been cloudy days and a little rain in between there, but they've done a great job of building that capacity for us and that's going to be the key and we hear it so much on the news and from the national level and state level that testing is the key so we're proud that Gateway has the resources and facilities to help provide support for a drive-through testing center. And tell us what you want to say about the summer semester and, and the challenge of planning for this summer semester. Yeah, you know, this is supposed to be the most exciting time of the year for all of us on campus, and, and I know it is. It's still very exciting for all of our graduates, but there's a little sense of, okay, what do we do next, especially as we're finishing classes and the semester ended, and it's time to graduate and move on to that next uh, step in your career. So we've been building a lot of succession plans for our students, including virtual workshops on employment services, trying to connect a job opportunities for students and still working on virtual open houses for new students and building transition plans for courses that will be offered in the summer. What we had to do is push back our summer start until May 26th to give us a little bit more runway space to get a better handle on COVID-19 and what the impacts might be going forward throughout the summer and into the fall. Uh, summer term will begin online virtually just as we ended the spring term. So students that were successful in the spring will build a transition plan virtually online. And uh, hopefully then, you know, throughout the end of the summer into fall, we'll have uh, a better idea of how quickly we can transition back to more campus-based experiences. And we're gaining some of that experience now by having that short interim of bringing a few students back to see how the transition goes. So we're confident that our summer term will be strong. It'll be a great experience for our students and it will give us a great opportunity to really position ourselves for, for the fall term. I do wanna just acknowledge the fact that this was our best year ever, our highest year of uh, graduates and completions. We will recognize 3,357 uh, graduate completers here at Gateway this, uh, this year. So when we take a look at the breakdown of all of that, we have students that complete certificate programs for industry, technical diploma programs one year, two-year associate degree programs, and the impact that it has within the community, you know, 3,300 people now moving in with their industry credentials and education academic credentials into the workforce. That's a powerful statement. And those are, as I mentioned, those are our IT specialists, those are our network specialists, cybersecurity, police officers, firefighters, nurses. I could go through the whole list of degree programs we have, but they each have an important role to play. And we're just so proud that Gateway's here to help support that and now continue on through the summer and into the fall, build more capacity for a great workforce for our region. Fantastic. So uh, for those of you just joining us, uh, this is Brian Albrecht's monthly visit to the morning show. And uh, Brian Albrecht has brought along with him, uh, uh, virtually speaking, uh, a very, very special guest who is going to be a very special guest of Gateway Technical College itself, 
very, very shortly. Uh, explain who our uh, very special guest is, Mr. President. I would be honored to. You know, every year I'm so uh, proud of the fact that I get to help identify someone in our community that is an exceptional leader, a role model, someone that our students can aspire to be like and invite that person to be our commencement speaker. And, and our commencement speakers are so important because they really set the stage for that bridge transition going from an academic experience now into the workforce. And so we look for someone that can help build that connection of hope and inspiration and, and really challenge our students to be super competitive when they get out in the workforce so they're successful as well. And so I, I knew many years ago when I met Patrick Booth that he was the type of person that I wanted to share this experience with our students. And before coronavirus hit, I met with Patrick and we talked a little bit about what uh, some of the ideas and goals were for our students and how important it was for them to see a leader in our community that has captured the interest of his employees and the interest of technology and helping to drive some new opportunities for our community. And you're going to, I think, really enjoy listening to his comments here today because I invited Patrick to serve as our commencement speaker, the president and CEO of, of CCB Technologies. And a little irony in that we're going to have to do it virtual for the first time. And his platform of experience is technology and virtual uh, experiences like this. So, so it's going to play out, I think, in our favor. And someone that has a lot of experience in working uh, in developing video broadcasts and podcasts and so on. And we're going to have to film his um, debut as our commencement speaker, integrated into a virtual learning platform. And then on May 19th at 5 p.m., we will officially launch through the internet our graduation ceremony for all of our students. And what an exciting opportunity for us to have Patrick, but also to explore what uh, virtual graduations might look like for us in the future. <laughs> so welcome, this, Patrick. <laughs> this is a... Uh, uh, auspicious indeed in, in, in a lot of different ways. Patrick Booth, we welcome you to the morning show. Uh, tell us a little bit, first of all, uh, about yourself, where you come from, and uh, kind of your professional pathway, which ultimately takes you to your position now as president and CEO of CCB Technology. Thank you, Greg and uh, Dr. Albrecht. So, so much, so honored to be here today uh, talking with all of you. So a little bit about myself. I grew up in Racine. Uh, my, my parents are kind of from the Virginia, D.C. area and moved all around, but we planted our roots when I was about three years old uh, here in Racine and have been here ever since. And um, we are a family business. Uh, just my parents decided uh, back in 1991 that they were going to start a business uh, in the, on, on IT, and it was in the basement of our house, and the focus was to help serve nonprofits. So in Racine, in a little basement, we decided to hire a couple employees, and I grew up in a small business my whole life. So I was right around seventh grade. And so we built, I learned how to run a business at the dinner table. Every night, it was listening to stories from my mom and my, my dad because they were doing it together. And I learned how, what it takes to persevere as a small business, but also to take care of your employees and to continue to build a business from scratch. And we are very honored that we've been able to be around now 29 years. This is what we're celebrating now. I am now the second owner of uh, the, the, the business. I have bought it from my parents and uh, my mom has retired and my dad uh, is uh, hopefully uh, looking to be able to retire soon and relax and not have to worry about anything, but it's an honor to be able to be part of it. And what we do at CCB is we deliver IT solutions and services to small businesses and nonprofits and even enterprise organizations across the country. Uh, we serve over 50,000 clients in all 50 states 
And that means from dropping the computers off. Um, before Amazon got cool, we used to deliver everything in two days as well through our distrib uh, distribution centers that we have partnerships with. And we do Microsoft, Dell, Lenovo, all the things that come to IT that you might need to get it all set up from the product side, but then we also uh, manage and do the services. So we can be everything as much as you want us to be, uh, as little as you want us to be. You know, that's so inspiring and, and what a what a great story. I always try to find family-owned companies and in our community, Racine especially, there are, there are just so many and it really helps to speak to the idea that when you, when you build a business and you engage your community and it supports your family and those that work for you, those families, that just carries on a culture that is so unique and so special. And I think that's part of the success of Gateway, that our students want to be entrepreneurial and they want to start their own business and they want to be a part of something that, that can be successful in our community. And so, Patrick, that's a fascinating story. I'm just so proud to have you uh, share that with our students as well. And there is a little bit of irony that uh, when your family business was started, it was in the basement. And here we are in 2020, back in the basement doing our <laughs> broadcast today. <huh? laughs> that is so true. I wanted to say, too, that 1991, that's kind of early for this kind of a business to have gotten off the ground. It seems like your parents were very prescient in sort of realizing where the world was going and that this kind of help was going to be more and more necessary for more and more companies and organizations. I mean, I, I'm just guessing that they were close to the front of the curve in creating a business like this. Yeah, it's a great point, Greg. My dad had worked in the education side of things, and he had done a lot of different jobs in marketing and sales. Actually, Western Publishing is how we got to Racine. Golden Books, if you remember that back in the day. But he ended up working for Activision, uh, so the first gaming system that really came out, Commodore Computers for any of the IT people oh, yeah. out there. Um, but my dad realized that there was an opportunity to help serve nonprofits because there was government pricing and education pricing, but there was no nonprofit pricing. So he went to Microsoft and pitched the first pilot program ever for 501c3 organizations to get 75% off on Microsoft products. And that's how we started because my dad saw a need being on a nonprofit board and said, we can do this. And Microsoft allowed him. So he saw the opportunity, which I do think in 2020, it is similar. We have, we're encountering something we've never been through before, but we are learning so much right now. And if we take this knowledge and do and grow from it, I think we're going to come out stronger and better than ever before. Hmm. You know, I was interested, Patrick, then. So that's a, a really creative story. And what an entrepreneurial vision your dad had in order to launch all of that. What is your specific background? Are you, are you IT as well then? Or I know you studied business for sure, but how do you make the connection personally? Yeah, that's a great, I appreciate the asking the question. I will be the first to say I am not an IT uh, expert. I have great people who do that and they are way smarter than me and I let them do that hard work. Um, I believe in serving others and I love the thing that gives me the passion and I think all some small business owners do is knowing that you delivered a service that makes an impact to others. So when I know that I can help a small business like CCB when we started, we needed everything we could do to get a help a helping hand if ccb can continue to do that that's great if we can go into an enterprise organization and be another extra pair of hands to the team that they have there it works out so my heart and my i guess extra thing i bring to the table is my commitment to continue to help ccb serve our customers with excellence and we have developed though i will say i'm not necessarily an it person but we develop services under my leadership 
my dad allowed me to do that. So about nine years ago, we never did services until uh, 2011. And now it's one of the fastest growing divisions of our company. We're rate, ranked actually in the top 250 in the United States for managed services. And we've only been doing this for nine years. So um, I, ha I knew one thing, hire great people. And if you take care of them, they'll take care of you. Absolutely. So tell us uh, how this COVID-19 crisis has directly impacted uh, CCB technology. I mean, how is your company and what it does and how it delivers, uh, what it delivers, how has that been directly impacted by this uh, new scenario? You know, we really haven't felt any effect by anything. I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> um, yes, the world has changed drastically, and I do have a little bit of sarcasm in my personality. So the, the reality is this. Um, we had to go remote, and we had to work virtual, and that was something I actually really fought for a long time. True story, I started remote. For two years, I worked in Los Angeles for CCB when I was living out there, and I was a sales rep, and I felt like an island. I didn't feel connected to the company. So I have built the company with my leadership team to create a great culture. So I felt like if we all send people home, we're going to lose the culture aspect. Well, the thing I had to learn, and I'm, I'm glad to say I was wrong, you can maintain your culture remotely, but you have to be intentional. So what we've done is we've set up happy hours on Fridays at four o'clock and we bring your beverage of choice, you know, and we play games. We do, we just did a baby picture guessing game of all the employees You send in pictures of themselves and we had to guess who they were. And um, there was a lot of cute pictures and, and there were some that we made fun of, but it was, it was fun. And then we did a, like a drawing game and we've done a scavenger hunt. And I think the key is if you can keep the communication going with the team, you can work virtually. So that was the big thing that I've learned from it. And now I'm getting asked, are we going to ever go back to the office? I'm like, you bet, because I have a contract to pay rent for my building. So yes, we are going to go back. But I encouraged and I learned a lot about that. Plus, we've been adjusting our offerings during this virtual time. How do we serve our clients differently than what we've been serving? What's their needs now? And I think the key to all of this is you have to be willing to adjust to the current situation you're in. If you stay complacent, I think that's where you get lost. You have to be able to adapt. Some great comments there. Now, Greg, just one note we should mark down. We should have taped this on uh, Friday at 4. We could have been a part of the virtual happy hour. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> More the merrier. More the merrier, right. But, yeah, so I think what's so inspiring about all of that is that, that continued dedication to stay connected to people. And uh, last week we actually had a couple of our faculty on the morning show, and they expressed very similar responses that that extra effort to stay connected to their students has built a stronger relationship. So coming back to campus will be a celebration in itself, basically, because people will want to continue to stay connected and now share even greater stories. So appreciate that. For those of you just joining us, today's morning show is being spent with Brian Albrecht, the president of Gateway Technical College, and Patrick Booth, who is president and CEO of, of uh, CCB Technology. And he is going to be the uh, keynote speaker for Gateway's virtual graduation coming up uh, a little later this month. Uh, Patrick Booth, uh, my understanding is that your company's main tagline is IT is about the people who use technology. Explain what is behind those intriguing words. Absolutely. You know, at the end of the day, you know, every business, when they create it, they don't necessarily, unless they're IT like CCB, 
had IT as the main thing they were going to do. Um, if you take the the person who creates a bakery shop, right, making um, the 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 treats and all the wonderful goodness things that we all love, right, that we want to get back to enjoying, um, they they have the heart to serve others, and so IT is a part of that that helps them run their business more effectively, right? So we come in and we continue to understand that this is somebody's business, and how can we help IT be something that helps them do more, and how can we be sensitive to that? So it is about the people. It's about their mission. You know, our mission at CCB is to help our customers achieve their goals and dreams through technology. It doesn't mean that technology was what they wanted to start the business and have it based on, but it is something we can help them with to go further and to, or whatever their mission is that they want to accomplish. We also know what it means to be that small business, and we just want to be super sensitive to that, that they are not a dollar sign to us. They are people fighting every day to serve their clients, and we just want to be part of the team. Hmm. You're speaking to something I think that is so important, which is that for you to do what you do as well as you do it, uh, you have to have people who know how to talk about this kind of thing with regular people who are not deeply rooted, deeply steeped in in this world of technology and you have to speak their language you have to know where they're at you have to understand their frustrations and not everybody who's a whiz with technology is cut out for that sort of thing and it sounds like you have considered that aspect of this right from the start it's very important and we do we want to be able to speak the language that everyone can understand the other thing is we understand we're a guest in our clients homes so and businesses so one of the things we have heard in in on some bad situations where sometimes the businesses feel like they've been taken hostage by maybe the IT company they're working with and they don't have the credentials and they don't have the passwords or anything. We let the customer create all that. We are a guest in the house. And I think that's super important to make everyone feel comfortable that we work with as much as we can, that along the way there's constant communication. And I think that whether that's in your business, whether that's in your family, you have to be able to communicate clearly to each other. And there's a phrase that I've heard from others, but I'll say it, to be unclear is unkind. And so we try to really live that out. You know, I'm just so intrigued because I think you can hear already in Patrick's comments, the alignment of the mission and the purpose between CCB technologies and all education, but in this case, specifically Gateway, because as their mission is to help the customer succeed and to find whatever pathway that is for their goals, we do the same thing at Gateway, right? Our goal is to make sure our students succeed and help to create pathways and then all the support systems to allow that to happen. And that's where I think this fit is so great for, for Patrick to, to share his story with our students at graduation this year. I completely agree. Uh, Patrick Booth, maybe you could spell out, uh, although I think you've touched on many of them briefly, but spell out for our listeners the kind of services that CCB uh, provides for customers and what is maybe most significant in this current scenario. Absolutely. Well, we do understand that there are many different needs for every client that we work with. So we try to order, uh, or, or offer a variety of different things. So number one, consulting. We understand that maybe they just need us to come in and help them design. You know, maybe they said, we've been doing this. This is how we've set up our business, but it's not really working. Can you give us some suggestions? So we come in and we say, okay, this is what's working. Kind of like a health checkup, if you want to call it. You go to the doctor and, you know, you think something's not feeling right, but you're not really sure what to do. And the doctor says, well, we can do these things. And then you like, you're like, no, I don't want to do those things because that, that means I get a restrict. So we try to be sensitive and we say, you don't have to do everything. 
But if you really want to get, you know, lean and mean, and you got to do these things to, to, to get your business set up. The other thing that we continue to do is, um, you know, supply the hardware and the infrastructure for them. So then they don't have to worry about it. We just do that for them. Setting up security is so important today, as we all know, um, even during these times right now where people are, are prying on people as victims, as you know, whether it's phishing scams or ransomware. Um, we move people to the cloud, meaning that I'm spending all this money on this old equipment and it's electricity bills and it's, I can't maintain it. And, you know, can we just move to the cloud so I can access it anywhere so I don't have to come into the building? We set them up on the cloud so they have that to grow uh, further along with uh, just tra constant training. A lot of times people have information or maybe setups done, but they don't know how to train their staff. We can train them and, and set them up on courses. Um, and then um, it just continues to develop. One day about everything about technology, I can tell you whatever is current today doesn't mean it's gonna be current tomorrow. It just keeps changing. So CCB, we work very, very hard to try to keep up with the times. Very good. Tell us about the challenge of recruiting employees uh, to deliver all of this and to deliver it as effectively as you do. Uh, what are kind of the dimensions of that challenge and how do you go about attracting the, the very best kind of employee to your company? Sure. Well, some of the things that we, we really try hard on is honestly, it's like a personal referral is one of the greatest things uh, that comes in from our own employees if they actually recruit for us. So we, we continue to have uh, referral programs in our own company because we trust our employees and we want them to want to go find the best people to help us thrive. But, you know, we, we constantly continue to partner with like great organizations like Gateway and, and other organizations in the area that we continue to serve in the community. And we just continue to let people know our heart. And I think that's super important. The other thing is, you know, now that these we've hit these times, you know, we, we all know that there's an opportunity to continue to help bring more people on. There's great people out there, unfortunately, who have lost their jobs and, and, and no fault to any businesses because this is hard. But I do believe that once we get back going, this is going to be a great opportunity to continue to find great people. And even this graduating class coming out right now, I would encourage anybody listening that there's great opportunity. I think we're going to come out of this stronger than ever before. I know we're going to have to fight and we're going to have to work hard, but I absolutely believe that businesses are going to learn so much through all of this and they're going to continue to adapt. If they make it through this, they're going to learn and they're going to say, you know what, this isn't going to happen to me again. So I'm going to make sure I can do everything I can to set my business up for success, which I think it means they're going to hire great people that are out there. I love that positive attitude and the approach, uh, thinking about how strong we're going to be as we come through all of this, but supporting employees that we have today to help them get through it as well. And I just want to uh, thank CCB Technologies and Patrick and his entire team because um, they open their doors too. So we've had tour groups go through, students go through, and it's just a way to help showcase what work they do and how we can engage young people and adults in the opportunities as described in the IT sector. It is a big sector, lots of opportunities. People think if I'm not really good at uh, coding, there's no place for me. There are a lot of places for you, right? And we know today, great example, right? We're all learning virtually. All of those new systems have to be deployed into every environment, not just education or workforce, but healthcare and our social interactions. Everyone is going to be on some sort of IT platform. For sure. For those of you just joining us, uh, this is Brian Albrecht's uh, monthly visit to the morning show. He, of course, is the president of Gateway Technical College. And we have a second president with us as well today, Patrick Booth, president and CEO of, of CCB Technology. 
And uh, more to the point for today's program, Patrick Booth has also been uh, asked to serve as this year's commencement speaker for Gateway's uh, virtual graduation ceremony that will be coming up uh, in just a few days. So, Patrick Booth, what did it feel like to receive an invitation uh, like this? Uh, and what do you think it represents? Well, I, I was I was shocked. I was absolutely honored and shocked and just so humbled that Dr. Albrecht, uh, President Albrecht would be even offering me this opportunity. And again, this is before COVID-19 and I still feel the same way. Um, somebody pinch me because this is something on my, I wasn't even on my bucket list because I didn't even think anybody would even consider me as an option um, because I, I just, I just want to serve my company and I want to serve the community, but um, it, it's a great honor. And, and this, I will say, I'm so excited that I get to be the speaker I, I paused for a second. I was thinking about this. I get to be the speaker that gets to address the situation that is going to shape and change our generations to come. Hmm. And um, that's a lot of responsibility. I'm not trying to freak out, but I understand that it is super important and it's a great honor that I get to be part of it. Well, we are honored to have you, Patrick, as a part of us as well. And, you know, there's always, uh, you've got to look, keep looking for that silver lining, even though you won't be there in person. So we won't be able to see your smiling face. We'll see it virtually. Um, and we usually hold our, our commencement speeches and uh, programs at UW Parkside. So between 2,500 and 3,000 people get to observe it. But virtually, so don't get nervous, this will go over the World Wide Web and you can have an audience of millions could be watching your speech. So I'm really super excited about it because because as you've described on the program today, your story is exactly what our students uh, want to hear, what they need to hear, that, uh, that, that hope and opportunity, and that as a family member in our community, you did it, and they can do it as well. So really great to have you uh, as our speaker this year. Yeah, President Albert, uh, that doesn't help me feel more <laughs> calm, but thank you. I, I, I'm excited, and I'm honored. <laughs> well, and, and I'm glad you raised the point, uh, President Albright, the uh, fact that uh, Commencement is typically uh, a packed house, and and by no means can all the people who want to be there be there. And I know that is certainly the situation at Parkside and Carthage as well. One bright silver lining to the, this uh, ceremony becoming virtual is that, uh, in a sense, anybody and everybody can attend. Absolutely. And people will be able to go back and forth. So they'll, they'll hear their uh, graduate's name and then they can click on Patrick's speech and listen to it again if they want to. Um, there's just so many different utilizations of the program. Um, and it's new for us as well. So we'll be really excited to see what the feedback is and, you know, just how many uh, people are actually able to tune in. As you mentioned, someone that might have a cousin that's graduating but lives in uh, Minnesota typically wouldn't drive to Kenosha for the graduation ceremony, but now they can participate or California or anywhere else, right? And so that gives more access to the recognition of the students for completing this journey that they're on. And that's really why we do a graduation ceremony. So Patrick Booth, your, your speech, of course, is going to be delivered virtually uh have you sorted out or you and the the team at gateway sorted out exactly what that means exactly how that's going to work exactly what it's going to look like or is that still information well you know gateway they're always uh, ahead of everything so they've given me tons of information about where i need to be and how i'm going to have it done um i've been working and looking at a lot of different commencement speeches plus writing down just thoughts 
of what I think people all are feeling during this time. And the biggest thing that I know uh, that I want to quote, I lean on constantly. And I think we all can use is Winston Hurt Churchill said, never, never, never give up. And I want to continue to give that inspiration to this class graduating to the world, whoever sees this, that we will come through this. This is not the end of where we are. The story is not finished and we're going to have a great ending when we come through. Very good. Uh, so you are still crafting the speech and trying to sort out exactly what you're going to say and how you're going to say it? I'm in IT. Every day it changes. So I'm going to continue to adapt to it. I think this is amazing because now when I met with Patrick first time, I said about seven minutes. That's about the seat time that a graduate can listen to, right? But in the virtual environment, because everything is timed, it's kind of like running a radio show, Greg. Everything is timed. So we had to squeeze that time a little bit more. So we got to get to the point a little bit sooner. Um, but I'm going to be taping my introductory comments. Um, Beth Ormseth, our board chair, will be taping her entry uh, entry comments, and then our student speaker will be taped, and we've got all those schedules set up, and then uh, the magic of uh, editing, our producers will put that all together and make it seem as seamless as possible and include all of the recognition for the individual graduates as well. So it's a, it's a process, and uh, it's something that um, I think gives us a little bit more time to perfect uh, then maybe just the lights are on and everybody's in their seats and here we go. So we're going to have to do a little bit of uh, editing and, and put this together the way that's going to fit within that time frame in order to uh, comply with all of the different requirements we have for a program like this. It sounds exciting. It sounds yeah. like you're relishing this opportunity. Well, I, I think it's great because it gives us, as I mentioned, a chance to recognize students in even a greater way because typically during a commencement ceremony, if you have a graduating class of a thousand students, approximately half of them will choose to walk across the stage. Others will not choose. We've all had to make that decision, right? So it's a little different than a high school graduation where everybody walks uh, at the adult level. You get to choose whether or not you walk. This way, every single student will be recognized. So they don't have to decide whether they walk or not. Now they can decide whether they tune in, but we want to recognize all of them. So my, my, the reason I think it's going to be a great success is because at some point, everyone deserves recognition <laughs> and accomplishing this lifelong goal is certainly a milestone and it will help celebrate kind of the expansive network that Gateway brings to our community when you start thinking about all the different students that uh, have been touched in some way by the services of Gateway and I think having Patrick's message there about in our community, here's where the opportunities are. Let's think first about our, our friends and neighbors and how do we build capacity from there and our life's work. So I think it all comes together very well this year. Marvelous. Uh, Patrick Booth, again, the commencement speaker for Gateway's virtual graduation, which will be available for anybody to view. Uh, President Albrecht, how, how can people do that? Uh, do we have that information to share? Yep. It's uh, May 19th at 5 p.m. It'll go live on our Gateway website and, uh, of course, be archived on there as well. Um, so anyone can log in and we'll get, a, I'm sure, a, quite a bit of social media uh, out to try to help keep people connected. We've had some small demonstration projects. In fact, our graphic design class did a Facebook recognition of their students with a design show that was very well done. Vicki Hallbach, our nursing dean, did a video uh, thanking her students that have completed their nursing degrees. So we've got a little experience out there and 
And it's amazing. I should probably recognize this, but that social media connection, once you post something on Facebook or Twitter, everyone seems to be attracted to it. So I know that the May 19th date will be the launch, but then it'll go for days after that when people start connecting the social networks to it. Fantastic. So Patrick Booth, the commencement speaker, CEO and president of CCB Technology, it was tremendous fun to meet you today and hear from you. Thank you for sharing your story and thank you for being part of Gateway's upcoming commencement. Best wishes to you and everyone at your company. Thank you so much for having me today. And President Brian Albrecht, always a pleasure. Look forward to seeing you in June. Thank you, Greg. I'm Greg Reberg.